Hey guys, have you checked out 336 Daily? Did you know that sometimes, in fact, pretty often, I've been recording it in my car while driving to different job sites? That's how easy Anchor is to make podcasts. With Anchor, you can record your podcast and edit your podcast and upload your podcast all in the Anchor app, and then it makes sure it goes after iTunes and Spotify and wherever you need to put it. It, they take care of everything, distribution. They help you with advertising and getting in commercials. Check out the Anchor app. Go to the App Store and download the Anchor app for free or go to anchor.fm to check it out. Have you heard? The birds, the word. Section 336. The next generation of Baltimore sports talk. Today on the show, the Orioles are 5-2, and two, looking like the baseball team we all knew they were. So this, does this mean the Orioles are back and we can jump on the bandwagon? Or is this just a mirage? All that and more on this edition of Section 336. Gentlemen, boys and girls, Baltimore sports fans of all ages, welcome to Section 336, the next generation of Baltimore sports talk. I'm your dearly stuttering host, Matt Sroka. As always, I'm joined by the zany Burt Rody. What's this about the Orioles being good? I thought last week we talked about we were going to switch to an all-caps podcast, ice hockey talk, because the Orioles' season was going down the toilet. What's what's this are about they, they're being good again? But, but they're are, good. They, are the Caps still playing? Yeah. And we're also joined by the button lover, Josh Sroka. They're just for now. That they're uh, up to nothing against the Tampa Bay Lightning. This is the furthest the Caps have made it in uh, in all these years. Twenty years. Yeah. So and they've they've been whooping ooh, the Lightning right. in the first two games. All right, and there's our Caps talk. And that's it. On to the Orioles. <laughs> How you doing, Matt? Well, we've been. I mean, poor Tampa over the weekend. I mean, we, we're whooping them from. <laughs> when you got to talk into the microphone. We're whooping them at all angles. Yeah, we whooped the uh, baseball team and uh, whooped them. the hockey team. Whooped the baseball team. Up here and whooped the hockey team down. Yeah, you're trying to you're trying to take credit for the Washington hockey team now. That's our hockey team. No, that's not your hockey team. Why? Why is that not my hockey team? The Wizards are my basketball team. Why wanted the Cowboys? Right, you can, you can claim them if you want. Yeah, I had a, I had a little who bit. Who would of, you claim? The, uh, what, what are you a fan of the Vegas Knights? Who, who are you claiming? No one. I had a little bit of a tie to the Nashville Predators because uh, I lived in Nashville for a while and I, I've been to a few Predators games. Yeah, and we've been to Capitals games. And so I'll, I don't know why Josh yeah. I'll root for the, the uh, Skipjacks. Long gone skip. <laughs> I mean, hey, we keep saying we're we're what next generation of Baltimore sports, not DMV sports. No, I agree. We're not, not DMV the sports not players. the not the Beltway. Beltway. We're not the Beltway show. But until Baltimore gets their much deserved hockey team, I gotta do. What I gotta do. Uh, before we get any Orioles talk, I just saw this headline on ESPN. Matt, have you seen this? Hopefully, it's not about the douche weather. We've already this been over a, that. A Pittsburgh Pirates pitcher, Jameson Talion. Okay. He's open to urinating on his hand to heal a cut finger. Ah. Hold on, but that's that's a that's that's a common thing. Like that's like that's like medical advice. Well, he said he's open to trying anything that will yeah. heal a cut on his middle finger and keep him really? on the mound, including urinating on it. I thought that was for a, a, a jellyfish thing. No, it's for jellyfish blisters and cuts. He said, "Quote: If it helps, I'll put up a sign-up sheet and everyone can come and pee." 
See, that, I don't care. I just want the cut to go away. All right. See that cut? That went away nice. I only took a little bit of urine. Now, I, I would pee on my own hand. I do it all the time, probably, inadvertently. <laughs> Accidentally. And, right. I'd pee I, on I, I'd, I, wouldn't, I would not feel comfortable having someone else pee on my hand. Right. I'd, <laughs> I'd pee on my own hands. I would pee on a friend's hand, but a friend peeing on my hand, I don't know. <laughs> I, wouldn't be, I don't know if I'd be comfortable pee, peeing on a friend's hand. I mean, if he, this, I, I got to admire this, this guy's passion, though. Like, he wants to be out there pitching so bad, he's willing to let his teammates pee on it. Well, wasn't there rumors about, like, Moises Alou? He, would, like, he would, wouldn't wear batting gloves. Yes. He oh, here you go. Hands. Yes, he would pee on his hands. He wouldn't be the first baseball player to urinate on his hands as a form of treatment. Both Moises Alou yeah. and Jorge Posada didn't wear batting gloves, didn't wear right. batting gloves during their career, have said they tried the practice to toughen up their own skin. Right. Rich Hill, former Oriole. Uh, said in 2006 that he urinated his own hand to try heal blisters. Right. Well, there you go. There, so there you uh, go. this is not all that unusual. No, maybe you can take care of that cut on your face. I got a cut on my face. I don't know. A little, little shaving, get a little cut, and just kind of oh, have to pee oh, on it. I thought it. you were pointing no. at a cut on my face. No, no. Where? What? No, not seriously. <laughs> yeah, just I guess advising I know, you might want to pee on your face. Some people just put the little dabs of toilet paper on their face. Yeah, I think this is, but this is definitely a coconut move as opposed to putting <laughs> band-aids on. Oh, I hurt right. myself. Let me put right. No, you just take a piss on yourself and then go on about your business. Point and shoot. That's right. Shoot the thrill. Point, point and shoot. <laughs> yeah. All right. Nature's nature's band aid. Na- nature's nature's band aid. All right. Let me write that down. <laughs> Show title. <laughs> nature's band aid. All right. So hey, back to the Orioles. Are they back to normal again? Well, the Orioles have so many injuries. <laughs> maybe they should start to pee on themselves more because the Orioles. Seem I mean, maybe that's what they, maybe that's what they did last they week. Old big old piss party in the locker room. <laughs> 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 Might not be a bad idea. <laughs> I think we found Bert's wheelhouse. Yeah, man. This is the topic Bert likes to talk I about. I do. What what I miss. <laughs> right. Well, since we last spoke, the Orioles have gone five and two. That's that's impressive. That's three games over five hundred. That's that's after that's after the last week when we did our show, we never even pointed out the fact that that was the first time ever doing the show that the Orioles didn't win a single game between oh, episodes. Stop living in the past, Josh. Oh, that's then, never happened. No, that's never happened. They've wow. never been that bad since we've done the show. But then this week, there's no way we we started with our predictions. We're five and two. I think it's time after this five and two week that at the end of this show we bring back our predictions for the week. Yeah, I would have predicted five and two. Actually, that's what I was feeling. Against Tampa, who Tampa had already beaten us in City. a series, right? And Kansas City and Tampa are playing each other now, and that's it's just some ugly baseball. Yeah, that's like um, everyone's talking about the Braves and 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 Nick Markakis and their house. I, I, I <laughs> you mean everyone is in Dan Clark? I swear they played the Marlins about thirty yeah. times so far this year, and people are wondering why the Braves are so good. <laughs> the yeah. Marlins are why they're so good. Right. Everyone chill. Um. But if you look at but uh, how, how does this, does this, um, we were a little bit pessimistic. This has to change the way our feelings about the season so far, the way that we view the team. I mean, this, we can't, we got to take into some recent uh, data here, and it has to change our opinion uh, about this team, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it made the games fun to watch for the past week, for sure, especially since the offense has finally come back out. Oh, yeah, if you look at the wins against Kansas City, Five runs, and then again against Kansas City, eleven runs, right. and then against Tampa Bay, nine runs, then six runs, and then of course on Sunday, seventeen runs. This team is just and a juggernaut right now. Nineteen home runs, I believe, during the homestand. Was that nineteen home runs? Was that just on Sunday? It it, like that was it. just Joey Rickard. Right. Yeah, it's just Joey, Joey Rickard. <laughs> is it? 
All right, how much of this is getting the band back together? That Trumbo's back, Scope's back. Yeah, I think Scope's a big one that I think people didn't realize. Rickard's back. Just because, well, Rickard, (laughs) he was never hurt or anything. He was just not good. Oh, right. Or how about the fact of we finally got to get rid of another Rule 5 guy? Yeah, they're dropping like flies. And who knows? Now, right? This this could have been a we could have had another win this week if we would drop another rule five guy. Yeah, I don't mind keeping the rule five guy as long as we talked about this before. Just Hide them, punt them in any situation where like yeah, J, J, Jason Garcia. That's how you handle him, right? Jason Garcia, where I, you didn't even know he was on the team until the team were up, was up or down by ten runs. Right, you don't put him in in a one run game. Seventeen to one game. That's when you should have this yeah. guy pitching. Uh, and it's, it's a good. It was a good redemption game for uh, Dylan Bundy. This is really good to see because Dylan Bundy gave up what was it like four straight home runs uh, playing against yeah. Kansas City, a game they lost fifteen to seven. What now he goes back, has a redemption, pitches really well, and, and then right. they win. So Did that it? was a great sign to see Dylan Bundy pitching well. Yep. Yeah, and the offense is clicking. We kept saying, "Wait for warmer weather." We got warmer weather, and that long ball started going. Yeah. So if they continue at this. Uh, you know, I'm looking at it. They won five out of the last six. If they continue to win five out of six games for the rest of the season, they're, they're going to make the playoffs. They'll make up those 15 yeah. and a half yeah, games in no time. And probably win the World Series. Tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> right. So, right. So, we're, yeah, we're 15 and a half out of first place. And I don't know how far does that put us out of the wild card. Oh, we, we are the wild card standings. Uh, I'm just saying. <laughs> Scoreboard we're, watching, baby. We're, we're 11 and a half out of the wild card. That's, who are the, who so, are the Red Sox Yankees playing tonight? So, can we. You guys aren't ready to uh, just give up on this team. Do we still deal with the Dan Duquette Memorial Day? Give this team another two weeks? Uh, I I guess that's another two weeks, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's it's, it's two weeks from the day. Uh, Yeah, and I think that that's 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 still the plan. Memorial Day is still the plan. But even like, I mean, the thing is, and and the way they played this week, this did not surprise me. I I talked about it on uh, almost every every week that the way they were playing was very surprising that they kept on losing. I was like, there's too many good players on this team. This team is too well put together uh, to to lose all these games. And it's amazing how everyone was coming out of the woodwork saying, this team sucks, this team's terrible, this team has no identity, this team is, is not well run. Right. When in the offseason we lacked starting pitching and we addressed starting pitching. Remember at the beginning of last offseason, we had two starting pitchers. And then all of a sudden, we right. have five starting pitchers now. And But everyone says now, oh, this organization has no idea what they're doing. Shut up. The organization knows exactly what they're doing. Right. Now, the, Bo- the Boston Globe wrote an article on Friday saying the Orioles are the worst-run organization in, in sports. Yeah, I read something. that article, and I wasted two minutes I liked it. Was, it was article. the stupidest article. It was like, at, uh, find the origins of where everything went wrong. And it right. did it all. It's the bad. origins went wrong on the baseball field. Not in the warehouse. Yeah. Not down same, in Sarasota. It's the same warehouse that was here a couple years ago when the Orioles made the playoffs. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, this is all a lot of... Now, is there a little bit of... Who's running things, Brady Anderson or Dan Duquette? Sure. Yeah, and we don't really know who who's has the upper hand. It sounds like Brady Anderson does, actually. But is that a little bit dysfunctional? I guess maybe. But if that's the biggest dysfunction is is Brady Anderson and, and Dan Duquette really doesn't have that much power and Brady Anderson has more power, that's just kind of like normal right. business. So, so the it dis- doesn't mean everyone's in the office fighting every day and throwing stuff at each other. Right. The dysfunction is that Brady Anderson convinced the front office to spend more money on pitching this year. Yeah. That's the dysfunction. Yeah, dysfunction. Yeah, I think that's a good way to put it, Josh, that Brady Anderson got Peter Anderson to spend more money. That's dysfunction. If that's the dysfunction, I'll take the dysfunction. <laughs> I mean, come on, people. Uh, the way they talk about the Orioles is inaccurate. But there was a losing se- streak to start the season. 
And so uh, yeah, and it was bad. People, yeah, people were waiting um, since 2012 to get their shots in on Dandercat. And this is the first time <laughs> that they were able to get all these shots in because they've been good for, for uh, since 2012. But whatever, fine. Just they were pretty crappy in. at the end of last year. Just the end, though. Just for uh, right. just September. But again, September. but again, bad on the baseball field. Not necessarily in the warehouse. Yeah. So, so whatever. So, but I kept on being surprised with how poorly they were playing. This past week, I mean, 17 runs is a little bit surprising. Joey Rickard going for two bombs is a little bit surprising. But the fact that they're winning games... Uh, this week did not surprise me because this team is too good to play that bad the entire season. And, yeah, it's not a coincidence that Mark Trumbo is back and he's playing pr- pretty well and Jonathan Scope is back playing pretty well that all of a sudden you start you start winning. Because, again, Jonathan Scope goes down. This is what we talked about. There's no depth in the infield, so it's a huge drop-off. When, right. When, and it's, it's too bad that... Um, and then Beckham went down Beckham also. Beckham went down on the 60s ADL, which is a shame. But um, so it's, it's not surprising that when Jonathan Scope comes back, it's a huge upgrade. And the team starts playing better. So, but even on Sunday, I was looking at that lineup on Sunday, and I saw it ended up with Joey Rickard. I think the order was seven, eight, nine. Rickard, Gentry, Joseph is how I think it laid out, or it was some combination of those three players. Um, and I looked at those, and I was like, man, Gentry, Rickard, yes. Joseph. That's not that's not producing any runs. Right? And, and, and it was next thing you know, Joey Rickard is two runs, two runs, and we we have seventeen runs. So right. Whatever. So I like this by Joey Rickard. Though I think he, he did himself a, a, a disservice. Because if he would have gone like two for five with a couple singles and maybe a stolen base. We would like, okay. We would say, okay, that, that was a nice game by Joey. He's a good player. Sure. But the fact that he had two home runs, everyone's so like, we know he can't keep that up. Like, that's not that's not typical Joey Rickard. Right. And so they're almost dismissive. Like, or, or they're an apparition and, and didn't really care. Or the, 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 the uh, ones who see themselves more intelligent than baseball fans, the same guys who are saying the warehouse is all messed up, is saying, oh, here we go. Everyone gets overrated, get overrated Joey again. Yeah, no one's overrating Joey. No one thinks he's, right. he's sad. No. Well, <laughs> you know everyone going to the game on Tuesday night against the Phillies is going to be breaking out their Joey Rickard jerseys that they bought two years ago. Oh, yeah. And if you don't have one, so, you can get a Joey shirt off section336.com from two years ago. A real Baltimore hero. Buy, buy, buy yours in the next day while, while he still was good. Yeah, so just let people enjoy like cheering for Joey Rickard. Who the other, cares? The other thing I don't understand people chose for, would you rather them cheer for Joey Rickard or Ryan Flaherty? I'd rather have Joey Rickard in my outfield than Ryan Flaherty in my infield. Yeah, and, and, and Joey Rickard is just like a, a, like a 250 hitter for his career. But I tell you what, that's about that's about a hundred points higher than Caleb Joseph. Well, I was going to say than Anthony Santander, who, yes. who who he's replacing. Yeah, uh, and and someone I heard someone say the other day, well, you can't have Joey Rickard because he does the same same thing that Craig Gentry does. And I said, hold up, you're telling me <laughs> right. you're not allowed hold up. to have two good defensive outfielders and two fast guys? This is the Orioles, people. Right. We can't have two fast guys. One's got to go down. Right. We can't have two guys good at defense. One's got to go down. I was like, what are, what are you talking no, now, about? No, now we've got... Two guys who are fast and good at defense. What, Ad, what Adam Joey does is it gives us the ability to give Adam Jones a day off once in a while, which he's going to need with older, uh, with him being older. And then it gives, like you were saying, one of those guys can start. The other guy is that laid in and defensive replacement. Yeah. Uh, the interesting thing is, though, as, you, as, you, as this kind of breaks down, you lose a switch hitter. And so we don't have – we're really running out of left-handed hitters. There's, like, no one left. Mm, Chris Col- Davis, if you call him a hitter. Yeah, and then the outfit is just a bunch of righties. I mean, you look at Trey Mancini, Adam Jones. And, 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 and for a guy who loves to do the splits and the platoons, there's – I mean, there's Pedro Alvarez, Chris Davis, but there's uh, Peterson. But in the outfit, right. it's really, it's just all righties. Um, that's the only reason Anthony Santana was playing so much because he's a switch hitter. And, 
you know, Buck likes the, the matchup. Split it up. Yeah. So it's interesting. To see if the, and I was looking at uh, AAA. Like, Michael Saunders is down there, who's a lefty, but he's he's terrible. <laughs> um, D, DJ Stewart's the other lefty that's interesting, but he's on the 40-man. I don't think they want to right. bring him up. Right. Now, there. they're going to – those are guys where those guys are going to have to get really hot and push their way up if they're going to come up before August. Yeah. Yeah, I don't – so I guess I'll just go roll with a bunch of righties in the outfield, I guess. Yeah. Um, Chris Davis has been getting a lot more time off. Do you think they can fix Chris Davis, or do you think he's going to continue to get more time off? Uh, because you would think, all right, let's sit Chris Davis, bring Trey into first base, and then you can fit Gentry and Rickard in your outfield. At what point, at what age-wise, would you say baseball players start to decline? <laughs> uh, 34. You think no, 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 that's late, that's late, that's late. I'd say 30. Okay. And I'm doing that based on... My own body, everything started to hurt and ache at 30. <laughs> so if I was a baseball player at the age of 30, that's when I would start to struggle. Yeah, I mean, it depends on, uh, too, like how good they were or, you know, if they got into the majors in their early 20s, like a Machado or Harper. I mean, they're exceptions to the rule. No one really gets in at 18 and, or 19 and 20 anymore. Yeah. Um, but, you know, those guys who start a little earlier or really hit their prime in the 25, 26, 27. Yeah, so, like yeah. a Machado, yeah. Early early thirties, you're done. And then there's some exceptions because like Nick Markakis right now is having the year, best year of his career, right? At 34, but let's see if he can keep it up. He's been playing the Marlins, again, same as uh, Flaherty. Yeah. And again, players adjust. Nick Markakis adjusted and, and just focused more on that slap hitting. He's not hitting the long ball anymore. But here's the, here's my point. Chris Davis. Yeah. How old is he? He's, he I'll tell you. He's 32. Yeah. Oh. This is the best Chris Davis will ever be. Yes. For the rest of his contract. Yes. How many more years we have? Here? I mean, that contract—it it just looks worse every day. And I, there's, and unfortunately, with baseball, there's nothing you can do. This is like a unless you can work out like a Bobby Bonilla type deal where we clear up some money now, but we're paying him for the rest of his life. Chris, Dave, well, we already are, but Chris Davis is going to be making twenty-three million dollars a year for the next uh, till twenty twenty-two. Yeesh. So twenty twenty-three. Four is, more years. Yeah. So four more years after this year. Four more years. Uh, we're going to be paying for that contract, and he's going to be on this team. Yeah, and 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 that brings to my to 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 my next point. I I thought I'll tweet I'll uh, search tweet this right now. The phrase Orioles blow it up. <laughs> Orioles blow it up. Yeah, that's all over the place. So many people. Uh, my first top tweet is uh, is Dan Clack uh, saying blow it up. Um, then a, a a thing from. I think it's safe to say the Orioles offense is starting to wake up. Oh, that just says the Orioles offense is starting to wake they're, up. They're blowing it up. But the guy's name is Blow the Team Up. Yeah, blow yeah, the yeah. bucking team up. <clears throat> then uh, an article by Sports Illustrated, Blow it up, blow it up, blow it up. Everyone's talking about blowing this team up. Yeah. What is, I'm not sure exactly what that means. I know it's cool to say when the Orioles suck, blow it up. But I don't understand what that means. If you're saying blow it up, you mean, I think this is what you mean. Correct me if I'm wrong. You mean you want to get rid of all the players, do like Cubs, Astros, Start tanking and kind of start over, right? That's what blowing I blowing it up seems to imply. Yes. So, a couple of things about that. If you're blowing it up, when do you think the Orioles could plan on competing again? For, well, here's the problem. Fourteen more years. Right. The problem is that all these strawberries out there see that Houston turned it around and see what Chicago did to turn it around, and they think that suddenly that they think it's easy to turn it around. But, but, let, but they, let's say 
they think they think blow it up now and you'll win next year. Well, well, let let's get the benefit of the doubt because I don't think strawberries think that. I think strawberries realize it's going to take a few years. I think I don't think they think more than three years. Okay, so let's say even there it takes three years before mm. you start to even begin to get a right. competitive again. You straight for a bunch of prospects. Three years best, they best, start to make their way to to the majors. Best case, three to four years, you get to have a season like twenty twelve. Okay, good. So that would put us twenty twenty twenty. I mean twenty twenty two. Yep. 2022. Right when Chris Davis came off the books. Yeah. Uh, Do you know who is not on the team at that point? Uh, Dylan Bundy. Dylan Bundy. Well, Dylan Bundy, I think that might be his last year. Uh, Kevin Kevin Gossman. Kevin Gossman's gone by by that point. Alex Cobb. If you want to blow up the team, you you start by your best trade chip at this point, I think. Is Kevin Gossman. I think is. Well, it's either Dylan Bundy's probably your best trade chip. And then Kevin Goss is probably your next best trade chip. And then I think your third best trade chip is Manny Machado. Um, maybe Goss- Trey Mancini. You got him long term. He's really hot yeah, he's, right now. He's on the team of twenty twenty three. So hot right now. Yeah, but I, I yeah I, I don't know how. But yeah, Ma- Manny as a rental is not. There's still people who think, oh well, I'm gonna, you trade Manny and you're going to get this huge haul. Yeah, you're not when you're giving him up for less than a year. So the the first point is anyone who says blow it up, it means. Trading your whole starting rotation too, because they're all be, will be gone by the time right. you're, you're you're good again. It means the only it means the only people who will still be on this team is still in, is Chris Davis and guys in Norfolk. Yep, and and Bowie and then whatever. And so if you want to go that route, that's fine. But right, you know, and from a practical standpoint too, it just it doesn't make sense. So if you look at your position players, the your two, the problem is this team has been in it for what five years, competing. Sure. Last five years, sure. That's too close to blow up a team. You blow a team up when you're not when you're not winning and you have no direction. Yeah, and, this and, team has direction, especially with the rotation right now and some really good position players. Yeah, and unfortunately, we're not in any position. If you wanted to blow it up, we couldn't. Like if you look at the position players, look at the infield. Let me just go through the infielders' names: Pe- Pedro Alvarez. You can't trade him. Nobody wants him. He's right. a one-year deal. They signed him. We signed him because no one else wants him. Chris Davis. You cannot trade Chris Davis. Nope. It is literally impossible. And I heard people say, well, what if you put Manny Machado with Chris Davis? Right. So, so, so right. Now so dry, drag on, down Manny Machado. So now a team is taking on $40 million. No, literally not even the Yankees can afford Chris Davis and Manny Machado. So, so no, that's not happening. Chris Davis is not being traded. Impossible. Um, the other guy is Manny Machado. Okay, he'll be traded. Jake Peterson, or J- Jace P. Peterson. Nobody wants him. We got him off waivers, all right? You're, you're not trading him. Dan, Danny Valencia. Again, a bum on a one-year deal that no one else wanted. You can't trade him. I got a question. What would be more valuable to you? I, I realize you say nobody would take this, but if somebody were to take Chris Davis with Manny Machado, is that the equivalent of getting what would have been a good prospect? I, I feel getting like, Chris Davis off the books. Right. I feel like you don't give us anything. You just take Chris Davis with yeah. Manny Machado. That's probably the equivalent of a good prospect. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah no, I, th- I think it's around there. I think you're probably right. Um, says John the Scope is the one infielder, and Manny Machado is the only infielders that you get any value from. And then on the outfield, Craig Gentry. No one's going to trade for Craig Gentry. <laughs> Trey Mancini might have some value. And Adam Jones. I think Adam Jones. Um, a little bit. I don't think so. I think he's a guy that we over fans overrate a ton. Yes, because he's the he he's been the face of the organization for for ten years or whatever. But sabermetric nerds and all the GMs now are sabermetric nerds. His D war, his his defensive war, or whatever sucks. He's he's a below average center fielder according to all the metrics. 
Also, also, he does things that he strikes out a lot, low on base percentage, just kind of hits for power. <laughs> All the things that we see in the offseason, these type of players, aging player, Adam Jones, I, I, I actually think we're going to re-sign Adam Jones in the offseason because if you look at the way the offseason went this past year, nobody wants Adam Jones-type players. Yeah. Nobody wants this player. He's an average outfielder on any yeah. other team. You're not going to get a good prospect for Adam Jones. You're not going to get one good prospect for Adam Jones. Right. You're not. So he's going to stay in Baltimore. I don't think he's, he's really tradable. If he's traded, I think it'll be for like a veteran guy as a left fielder for a single-A prospect with some upside. But he's not gonna, you're not going to get a top 100 prospect for Adam Jones. Um, and so Mark Trumbo, nobody wants Mark Trumbo. So uh, the whole the whole offense. We don't even want Mark Trumbo. We don't even want Mark Trumbo. The whole offense. There's Trey Mancini, uh, John Scope, Benny Machado. You're not going to revitalize. You're not going to, like, Chicago was able to do this because Chicago had guys like uh, uh, Chris Sale, and they had a bunch of other guys um, who were kind of top talents who you get, get, you get a lot of guys back from. We, we, we have Manny Machado in the, in the final year of his deal, uh, and we have Adam Jones in the final year of his deal. We just don't have the talent, the players, to get anything back from. And you look at pitchers. Uh, Bullpen, Brad Box having a ba- is not having a great year. Right. We could get something back for Dylan Bundy and Kevin Gossman, but again, that would be kind of selling these guys not their high points. So I don't think, I don't even people who say blow it up. I don't think they mean sell Dylan Bundy, Kevin Gossman, but that's what blowing up means. But whatever. Alex Cobb right. just signed a new deal and he's not been good. Nobody wants Alex Cobb. Nobody's going <laughs> to want Cashner. So we even if we decided, the whole team's on set for for sale. We'll trade everybody. It means out of the twenty five guys. We can trade about four of them. Yeah, that's right? not blowing it up. We just can't blow them up because none of the people want our guys with the contracts that, that they're at. Um, so what the deal is, you have a lot of players who are under contracts that you really can't trade, and you, ha- and you have a good core of players. So the only option is kind of to push forward with, with these guys. Now, do, do you trade Manny Machado? Of course you trade Manny Machado if you don't think you're going to resign him. Do you trade Brad Brock, Zach Britton? Yeah. I would even argue that like trade Richard Blyer now. Richard Blyer's stats will never be better than they are right now. Uh, please, for the love of all that's good, trade Richard Blyer. Um, but everyone else, you kind of retool and revamp for, for next year. And if you look at it, who are we losing going into next season? We're losing Zach Britton, who I don't feel like he's been on the team the past two years. Yeah, who, who cares? cares? We're losing Brad Brock, who hasn't been that great this year. Who cares? And then we're losing, I think we'll re-sign Adam Jones. But let's say even we lose, we lose Adam Jones. We have so, a bunch of good guys in triple in, in the minors, double A, triple A, like Cedric Mullins and DJ Stewart and Austin Hayes, uh, who are we have a that's where we have depth out right. of prospects. And if you look at the the other guy we're losing is um uh, uh Manny Machado, and that's gonna be the one that's hard to replace. But let's just sign Mike Mustakis and then boom, we're 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 good again. So I don't think who we're losing, I mean we, we can overcome this. Yeah, and that's that's what I did like uh a few days ago when I was watching the game down here. I, that's what I did. I, I wrote out 2019, and I said, all right, w- let me see the 2019 positions and the rotation. And the rotation next year is the same, except you get rid of Tillman, you bring Harvey in. That's an upgrade in your rotation, you would, you would assume. Yeah. And then, yeah, posi- and position knows, players. what the deal is with David Hess, right? Right. David Hess. He was impressive. He was very impressive this week. Yeah. But that, so was Mike Wright in his first five starts, too. Sure, sure. But but still, that brings some excitement to this team and the, on the pitching staff. You know, David has put up good numbers in the minors, better numbers than I think Mike Wright ever put right. up. So. And then when I went through the, your standard position players, I had I had uh, I got rid of Adam Jones for next year, but I brought I in Cedric, I brought yeah, in Cedric Mullins and Austin Hayes, 
And then I, I, my big question was third base. And that was the big question when I was looking at this roster for next year. Um, yes, you can't replace Manny Machado. And you're not going to. But can this team still be competitive? Sure. What, what would you rather have? What you had this offseason where you needed to find three starting pitchers or next offseason when you need to find a third baseman? What's an area would you rather have? Trying to find three starting pitchers or trying to find a third baseman? Third baseman. I'll try to find third right. baseman. Right. Now what sucks is we should have done that this season, and then that would be taken care of as well for next year. Yeah, and it's and I don't know. I mean, how do you guys feel about the year Manny Machado's having? It is amazing to watch. Uh, and that's the thing. We it just have to. Absolutely en- remarkable. I would, I would just like people to enjoy it and cheer for it and not every time he does something good, oh, I'll miss that or, or yeah, he's not an really, Oriole. Why do we have to be negative when we're seeing such a great baseball player? It's not just negative. It's just freaking depressing. Like, stop being so depressing, people. You guys are, uh, shouldn't be sitting next to me at the ball game then. <laughs> That's all I got, nothing but negative comments. I mean, uh, if you look at Manny Machado this year, Batting 350, OBP of 431. What's it, 55 hits or something? Dongs, 55 hits, second in all of baseball. I mean, he's just, he's, he's dominating. Right. The, the team's a lot of fun to watch. I would love to get a few more base runners when they, when they hit all these solo shots. <laughs> but the team this week was so much fun and reminded me so much of why I love this team, why I love Orioles baseball. And I, I, I really want to believe that they can – that they can do the amazing and get back in this. It's never been done before. Yeah. But still. Yeah, I mean, oh, someone always has to be the first one. Yeah, I, I, you, you can't you can't ignore the first five weeks of this season just because they have one good week. Right. Yeah, and even if they and, and, and let's say they do what I thought they would to start the season. Uh, I don't know, like play I don't know, fifteen games over five hundred or ten games over five hundred. Even now, from this point forward, play ten 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 games over five hundred. That still puts you under 500 to end the season. Yeah. So right. you, when you dig yourself such a big hole, even if you play great baseball from here on out or above average baseball, um, it's still you dug yourself too deep a hole that, that right. you can't compete. I think, we, too late. I think we all kind of ex- knew going into April that April they might come out under 500. I think we didn't expect them to come out of April at like, what, 200 or whatever they were? Yeah, no 300. one, no one So the, the under 500 we were expecting, and we knew that – End of May, June is when things could pick up a little bit, but we'll if you, see. If you guys have put money on it, and people are assuming Manny Machado's gone, I think that would be fascinating to watch because I, I don't know how many buyers for Manny Machado there's going to be at the trade deadline. I mean, people say Manny can play shortstop or third. I think Manny, he's a shortstop. And so there's only a certain number of teams right. who need a shortstop. Yeah. Well, and you made a good case a couple of weeks ago. Like, Teams like the Dodgers, where all of a sudden they lose their top shortstop, there's likely that somebody else's top shortstop may go down at some point over the course of the year. And the team gets themselves in a pinch where they're going to lose ground when they're already a good ways behind their competition in their division, that they could need a guy like Manny Machado and it might cause them to do something stupid. Yeah, and, and, and one good thing, and people criticize Dan Duquette for this, but, and maybe it's Brady Anderson, who knows, but they have their price, I think it's Dan Duquette, that they have their price, and with like Zach Britton last year and Manny Machado last year, right. like you will, you will make our price. Like you will reach our price, or we'll hold on to him, or we're not going to trade him. Yeah, and they would even hold on to Manny Machado, and fans would lose their freaking heads. Yep, but right. If they don't get what they think they should and deserve from Manny Machado, they're not going to deal. Yeah, right. They're not going to deal. They're not going to deal anyone on this team just for the sake of oh, we suck. Let's just start trading players for for whatever, just because we're supposed to. Not unless, not That's unless not how this team's run. This right. team's run too well, and everyone's like. What? What? He just said the Orioles are run too well to just give away players for nothing? Yeah, they are. 
They are. Yeah, and and they've got a stubborn owner yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, but well, stubborn owner, same thing. Right. But yeah, and if the team continues to win games and play a little above five hundred, it's going to make them even less reluctant to, to to trade Manny Machado. If you want Manny Machado, for all those people who want Manny Machado gone, they're crazy because what you're really asking for is you're asking for this team to lose this tank the season. Yeah, and and people really don't want that because if you look at their reactions over over this past week, right. over the weekend, they complain for ugly it was, baseball. It was fun, and it was it was people enjoyed winning. People got excited because that's what you want to see. That's what you 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 nobody wants to watch tanking. Um, you want to see your 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 team win. If you're if you're a true fan, and maybe there's situations I was thinking about. Okay, is there a situation I would ever root against the Orioles, like root for them to lose? Maybe for like if we're playing Tampa, and if Tampa the Rays beat us, they go into the playoffs over the Red Sox or Yankees. That's one scenario where I might root <laughs> against the Orioles. Other than that, though, a day and day a day in and day out, those people want to tank. You have to sit there and you have to root for the Orioles to lose. And if you can do it, you're a better fan than I am. Because I don't have it in me. I cannot root for the Orioles to lose. i got to root for them to win. Sorry. And that means we don't tank and we get a fifteenth, a, a, a number 15th draft pick and not a number one draft pick. Sorry. You're, you're right. Hashtag, sorry, not sorry. Yeah. I'm not going to root for them to lose. Won't do it. I've, I had that argument when the Ravens season is going down the toilet. But with football, it's a lot different. Yeah. Right. You get yourself a better draft pick, tank the season. I don't give a crap. I'd rather them do that than they get the one moral victory right. against Pittsburgh when you're still not going to make the playoffs, and who cares? Well, in the, in the NFL, a top draft pick makes an impact on that team the next season. Yeah. In baseball, it doesn't work that way. Yeah, and the Orioles have botched virtually every number one draft pick they get. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> right? Uh, <laughs> I don't know if that's true or not. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm just saying something to be zany. Yeah, I and mean, my computer's acting up, so I'm getting I pissed. You're, you're like over there massaging your laptop. It's not doing anything. I was trying to look, because I'm pissed off about the people who still blame uh, uh, Bud Norris for Josh Hader's success in Milwaukee. Oh, right. like People forget that Bud Norris led us into the playoffs in 2014. I'm sorry. I wish that season never happened. I uh, wish we had Josh Hader instead for, of the 2014 season. My bad. Don't forget the guys that still bring up the... Um, uh, now I'm blanking on the guy. The the the, the closer we brought in from uh, Boston, oh, Andrew, Miller. Andrew Miller, Miller yeah. Andrew Miller, who, who came in and pitched outstanding for us, helped us get into the uh, playoffs. Yeah, play and and people want to want to forget about that. Well, I like that whenever Josh Josh Hader because because usually when you have things like that, and you go on Twitter, Josh Hader has a strikeout, and everyone on Twitter responds, "The Orioles blew it. The Orioles are idiots." But with Josh Hader, they really don't. The first comments are always from the Astros because the Astros also traded Josh Hader. So right. there's a bunch of uh, uh, Astro fans saying, "Ah, oh, what do we do? We're idiots." Uh, well, I'm sure so that even even the Astros, who everyone says are the you know, the purple organization, even right. they get it wrong. Somewhere. Remember, Ranger fans were upset after Chris Davis blew up in in Baltimore. Yeah, uh, Mar- Mariners fans are still upset about. Well, I don't know if they're upset about Tillman and <laughs> Adam well, Jones right. anymore. No, <laughs> they don't remember that. Um, I haven't heard. Is Jake Arrieta having a good year? How's he doing? I haven't heard people complaining about that anymore. Is he was, pitching against us? Phillies uh, oh, yeah, are coming to town the, the next two days. It's just a two-day series, though. I don't know if uh, that'd be fun to see Jake Arrieta. Pitch. I like this. We have this new thing on our video in the bottom corner where people can, when people click on the video oh, nice. and give their reactions. So, like, I bring up Jake Arrieta, and now that angry face is going crazy. It's blowing up. Oh, 
Let, so let's have some fun with the angry face. We don't get any Arietta this weekend or the uh, Tuesday or Wednesday. Yeah, it's only Phillies a, in town. I wish we were playing the Phillies more than two games. Yeah. Though I, they're supposed to be a good team, but they're National League. So what, who knows? What do you guys think about David Ortiz? <laughs> what do you? I just, I just want to see the angry face. No, <laughs> no, no. Um, oh, you're trying. So you're trying to get the angry face. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, see. What you got to do is you got to bring up Brian Roberts and how much Brian Roberts meant to this team so that we can get this little sad face moving again. There's uh, one. See? <laughs> well, you got to bring up the sad stuff. Know, Manny Machado's gone at the end of the year. Do you guys hear oh, that? Yeah. <laughs> and we're probably not getting anything for him. Yeah. So yeah. that makes me cry yeah. and angry. Yeah. <laughs> how do, why do I get the feeling there's only like one person watching this hitting those I don't know. <laughs> I'd check, except my stupid computer is not cooperating. Yeah, your computer's not, not right. really working Whatever, out. I'll just wing it. I, that's usually what I Does do. Does this mean I need to return all of the brown paper bags that I brought for Night at the Yard? Well, i tell you what. No, you should hold on to them. Hold on to them? Okay. One good week. We're, we're, definitely, we're definitely in wait-and-see mode with the paper bag situation. Because right now, you can't wear a paper bag. If you're going to the game tomorrow, no, you can't take the paper bag. No. no, no. Unfortunately, they've been playing tomorrow. too well. No. Right. Uh, you can't take the paper bag. But... But uh, if Philly whoops us two days in a row. Oh, yeah. And Wednesday, Wednesday's a 12.30 game. I'm really tempted to go on up for a day game. Oh, that would be nice. So, I haven't looked at the weather yet, though. I, I got, I'm supposed to work at the office. I could take the right light rail, but I'd be worried about getting halved. Okay, that's, <laughs> no, we don't need that's, that. That's too soon. Okay. That's uh, much, no, no, no. That's much <laughs> too soon. And especially, especially well, when you're trying to use it in, like, slang. I don't want to be halved. That's from Dewey Cox. I've been halved. <laughs> I liked. Uh, I liked with uh, with David Haskin back to the Orioles. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah. Why? That, that'll, no, just right. That'll get that heart going. Uh, I, I I liked that he was he was uh, the Orioles announced right after his great start that he was sent back to AAA Norfolk. I put the old. Uh, but that was that Michael Jackson the popcorn. I'm just here for the comments. Right. Just to see everyone's comments about him getting set back to Norfolk. When like yeah, the real knowledgeable baseball fan knew he was going back right after his pitch. He has options. <laughs> yeah, and he, he was, was up. He was the 26th man, or no, he wasn't the 26th man. He was. He was caught up to. Was he 20, no? Because he didn't pitch in the doubleheader, did he? he did. Yeah, he pitched the first he game, and so he was the 26th that's man. That's the only way because normally you have to send him down for like 15 days right. or whatever. That's the only way they were able to call him. They're going to be call, call him back up for this next start. Yeah, yeah, and if you, and he had some fun, um, but his next start's against Boston. So, you know, right, it's, it's right. One thing. Uh, Remember to pitch against Tampa. It's another thing to pitch against Boston. Right. So. Remember that first inning, he gave up three runs. He got he got that home run just slammed on him early. Yeah. So it was really neat to see a young kid like that uh, calm down and settle down and settle into the game and stick it out. Yeah. Dude, we, what's uh, what's with the Michael Jackson? Well, that's the one where I said I'm just uh, be, for the comments. right to see everyone freak out. Did you see the uh, the the 1988 Orioles little clip on MLB.com? I think we shared it on. Yeah, on I, yeah, I shared it. It was uh, MLB said, uh, TV did like I, a I, I they did a 15 minute special on the 88. Orioles. Who started 0-21. Yeah. There were some, I told you, there were some awesome blogs and everything about that team. The, well, uh, I heard Bill Ripken said he only did that because he only even participated in that show because he worked for MLB. He said, I would have never done it if I didn't yeah. work for MLB. And I don't know why any other former Orioles right. would want to go on to talk about it. They had oh, Fred Lynn. I used to love Fred Lynn back <laughs> yeah. in the day. Uh, they, they made the joke of what does Michael Jackson have in common with the 1988 Orioles? They both wear glove on one right. hand for no apparent reason. Right. But but that joke that joke was more timely when they used it in nineteen eighty eight. Yeah. That's a good one. 
It's a good one. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, while we're while we're transitioning and you're playing on your phone a little bit, I will say Night at the Yard. Yeah. I screwed up on the price of Night at the Yard. Okay. Oh crap! Did you just lo- lose us a lot of money already again? No, I overcharged the coconuts. Oh, that's actually, oh, that's good. So that's, good. that's, more that's why it hasn't pockets. sold out. Yet. Right. So uh, anyone who's already bought tickets is getting a refund. Refund. And then the ticket prices are getting marked down tonight to twenty five bucks. All right. Because I put thirty five because that's the price I saw on the Orioles website, and then I found out we got a nice group discount. Sweet. So we're passing the discount on. Yes. Because we want to uh, fill you guys up and help you come come on out, get a Hawaiian no, no, shirt. Why are people angry about that? Oh, all right. You want? All right, fine. There's a delay. There's a delay. Fine. <laughs> it's, it's a delay. If that anger, thirty five dollars <laughs> is staying. That, that's it's thirty five dollars. That's all the guys that paid thirty five bucks. They're all the oh, okay. So it's a delay anger. Oh, here yeah. comes some hearts. There all right, all right, all right. We'll go back to the twenty five. <laughs> I tell we you want hearts. Right. We, we should just do the hearts versus the angry. Oh, no. Now they're showing David Ortiz on MLB Network. I, I, I know um, uh, you guys can just stare at those stupid emojis all day. So that's a show. Fine. I'm going to continue the show by myself. So, 25 bucks. Night at the yard. Come June 30th. Ju- June 30th. Come hang out with us. Get a Hawaiian shirt. Hawaiian and, shirt? Yeah, and fun. maybe a paper bag. Wait and see. <laughs> Wait and see on the paper bags. We'll make a decision by Memorial Day for the paper bags. Yeah. Sounds good. Can, can you imagine, though, if they trade... You know, even if you trade Manny Machado, I don't think you're going to get that much worse. Um, we just picked up that that rule that um, off waivers, this third baseman Evers. What's his name? Evers or something? I don't know. Okay. Uh, you got what's yeah. We got him name? from uh, Texas. Yeah, this guy's already been waived like two times. But he's an infielder, and we need a, he's a third baseman, right? Yeah, he'll be here for maybe a day. Then Dan Duquette's going to try to sneak him in the waivers. To get, he has no options. So all the teams keep on trying to send him to the minors, and then another team picks him up. And so we're going to have him. We're going to hold on to him. And then when no one's looking, we're going to like slide him to Norfolk and slide him to the waivers and hope no one picks him up. So that, that should be an interesting thing to watch. Will this guy make it to Norfolk, or will he get picked up by a third team? Because this is what this guy does. He has no options. That's the most interesting thing to watch for the Orioles this week. Yeah. <laughs> I find myself, not, not that the Orioles, and I know they had a good week, but overall they still suck. Um, and by the, by the way, the, the guy's name is Renato Nunez. Okay. Um, this is the guy that was claimed off uh, the Rangers, and we're going to try to send this guy with no options to Norfolk and wait and see if someone claims him. It's exciting. But um, I find myself watching the minor league numbers a lot more now that the Orioles are bad. Okay. Um, wanting to get some some Adam Pole here or your boy, um, Jeff Arnold. I was thinking of Dean. Dean Jones. Yeah. Go Diamondbacks. Yeah. Any Diamondback updates uh, here on the? On the we show? missed the game over the weekend, but Albie had a home run the first game. Okay. <laughs> home run. <laughs> All right. Where did it go? Four, did it go four hundred feet? Right. Are they allowed to get players out in Who, T-ball? Whoever's batting last in the lineup automatically hits a home run. And uh, since his name is Albert, he came first in alphabetical order, so they reversed the lineup in the second inning. So he got to bat last in the second inning, thus making him the home run hitter. That's what they need to bring to baseball. They need to, they need to in baseball, reverse the lineup. Yeah. Every time. <laughs> That'd be interesting. Well, every time. everybody bats on the team every inning. Everybody gets a hit. Everyone runs the first base and is basically station to station to station until the very last hitter goes, and then they run them all in. Oh, so, so, that, that's a, so that's a grand slam every time. Yes, it is. That's going to help the RBI total. He's got four RBIs so far <laughs> in the season, yep. Right. Tied with the uh, other home run hitter from the previous inning. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> I think baseball should do that. I think whoever your leadoff hitter is for the inning, 
you have to start with him, but then you can go up or down in your lineup. Yeah. And you can choose which direction to go at the beginning <laughs> of each inning. That would be interesting. So, you know, if you're trying to avoid Chris Davis, you can go down or up. You could have guys that don't even get a single at bat the entire game because if you're, you're constantly manipulating. Right. If you, yeah, if you're be getting yeah, if you're being no hit, you're gonna keep going between the top three every time, going back and forth. I think you're on to something. I think it's way better than starting a man on second base in extra innings. <laughs> I'd much rather see you know what, it's extra innings. You can pick whoever you want to go to the plate, just you can't bat before everyone else. So you got to keep an order or something. Or if you want the same guy to bat over and over and over again and he gets a hit, you can have a ghost man on first, second, or third. Well, you don't need ghost man. You can put a... Uh, a ghost man would three. be fascinating. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. And if they do in the future, they could legitimately have hologram ghost men out on the field. I can tell I, Matt's getting frustrated. I've been starting, uh, <laughs> I've been starting to write a, a new... Uh, Baseball podcast I've been working on, uh-huh. and the, the the working title I've been using is Ghost Man. Okay, so I'm going to have that eventually. <laughs> I I stopped listening when Josh said, "Do you know what I think they should do?" Then I turned my ears <laughs> off, and it was it was a well, good move. Well, clearly, ever Josh says, "Do you know what they should do?" I just stopped listening. <laughs> well, clearly, you didn't see the hearts blowing up during that. Yeah, look at all those hearts. But I was saying, I pay a, a, a attention a lot more to. The minors when my major league team sucks. Oh, that's right. You had something to talk about. Yeah. And normally, like last year, it was a travesty, our minor league system specifically. Now, we had some good jumps by, by some outfielders. Mullins, Hayes, DJ Stewart, all of them had pretty good years. Mm-hmm. Um, but our pitching last year in the minors was really bad. Like, right. Really bad. Right. Our biggest guy, Cody Sedlock, was terrible. Terrible. And this year he's terrible too. Like, Cody yeah. said, like, a bum. But whatever. <laughs> if you look at right now, the guys that we drafted last year who didn't really get a chance to play last year, who are now playing this year in the first years, um, they're down there with DeMarvo on the Eastern Shore. Eastern Shore represent. Me and Larry Bigby hang out over there on the Eastern Shore. Yeah. Maybe I'll see you at the jetty. We were, uh, if you look at the DeMarvo Shorebirds, <laughs> they're starting pitchers. They got a six man ro- rotation. Just, just listen to these stats. So, uh, one of their starters, Michael Bowman, he's 4 0 with an ERA of 1.74. Starter. Next guy, Cameron Bishop. He's got an ERA of 2.19 starting pitcher. Right? Okay. Uh, next guy, D.L. Hall. He's got an ERA of 2.29 Heard starting of him. pitcher. Uh, next guy, Brandon Hanafi. Again, starter, 4-1, ERA of 2.56. Uh, you look at that starter rotation, and then there's also this guy, Zach Lowther, in four starts, ERA of 1.23. I mean, you've got some starters in Delmarva, who are killing it. And so anyone who wants to, like, shout out the whole blow it up, the one argument I could say is, I mean, and, and you know, th- those are six guys. All six of them aren't going to be great. But even if you have just two of those guys emerge, um, the the future for starting pitching is, is, is bright um, in low single A. So that's going to be, again, things to watch. Watch it that Nunez guys that Nunez guy somehow sneaks Who's? through waivers, and then watch this Delmarva rotation. I'm curious to see do they keep him Delmarva the whole year? Do they bump up the Frederick? But that starting six for Delmarva really impressive. Who's the guy from Australia that was getting a lot of hype last year? Oh yeah, the pitcher of the year last year, yeah. Alex Wells. Wells, yeah. How's he doing? He's having another good year. He's in, I believe he's in Frederick. So let me pull up. All right, so guys. he's moved up. I mean, and that's the thing when guys like him is moving up, and Hunter Harvey is. Doing fine. Well, Hunter Harvey pitched five innings, yeah. which I guess is a big step for him because the past three years combined, he threw two right. innings. So throwing five innings is kind of a big deal. Right. I think if they can get him up to seven in the minors, oh. that's when they start to bring him to consider him for the big leagues. And by the way, uh, we, we don't have a starter come Wednesday. 
it would kind of be Hunter Harvey's turn on Wednesday. No, Any chance we see uh, be, No. No, we're going to – no, because uh, what's his name pitched too well on Saturday. That, that They're going to give him another shot. Yeah, but, but he's not, they're, they're still no starter for Wednesday. Um, uh, what do you mean? How's there no starter for Wednesday? We, we don't have a starter Wednesday. There's literally no starter. There's that day game, Whose turn is it? Who's, I know it's a day game, but whose turn is it? You got Monday off. So your rotation should be fine. No, no, that I think it's a doubleheader or something. No, because you only have. No, you brought in an extra guy for the doubleheader. But you don't have Mike Wright. And oh, okay. Tillman. Right, because you brought because you had two guys pitch. Yeah. Right, so you don't have Mike so, uh, Tillman. Gotcha. So you would have to pitch David Hess on short rest, but they right. don't want to do. They You're right. Do that once they don't do it again. You're right. So the double have, the doubleheader is what's messing it it's up. TBD. Literally, TBD. Literally, it could be me or you. We we don't know who's starting Wednesday. Probably not, but it could be. It's not going to be Hunter Harvey. It'd be if it's Hunter Harvey, I'll go to the twelve thirty game. But By the, the way, but they got to tell me now. Your boy acts well at Frederick after being the pitcher of the year yeah. last year at Damarva. Yeah, struggling a little bit. Zero and three with an area of four point four two. Sounds like Alex Cobb. <laughs> uh, so I think right now the favorite for that start on Wednesday is Miguel Castro. We'll see how that works. But it's probably going to happen is he'll pitch Tuesday, and they're like, oh, we right, can pitch Wednesday. Again. Right, it all depends on how much they need him on Tuesday. It's yeah. Kastner on Tuesday. Kastner generally has been hanging in there. Yeah. Mm, I guess. Not, not if, if you count five innings as hanging in there. Yeah, I, I yes. <laughs> not going out in the first, you're hanging in there. Yeah. I guess so. I guess so. But that's going to be uh, – again, I'm curious to see, and I think, I think we're kind of ready at this point because – I, first of all, the Chris Tillman to, to, to the DL, I guess this is the new... Uh, that's a pothole move, this right? Is, well, I don't even know anymore because I thought the proper move was someone who pitches like Chris Tillman. The proper move is to say, you're fired. Yeah. Like, that's the proper move. With Kobe Rasmus, the proper move is to say, Kobe Rasmus, you're fired. But now right. we got this new thing. I guess maybe we're like, we're snowflakes and we don't want to fire people because it hurts their feelings. Well, yeah. So we say, well, you're not fired. We're just going to put you in the DL. Okay, you're going to go away and hang out in Sarasota but on the DL. Except... Because we don't want to fire people? Well, well no, but it's, it's baseball contracts are guaranteed, so you're paying them either way, and then you've got the chance of a guy that you love that maybe if he somehow finds new arms is down there. Yeah, and this is, I mean, and I guess Chris Tillman refused, would not take... Uh, a minor league assignment. Minor league assignment, which, first of all, that's a whole other thing. I don't understand why... Why would you not... If you suck... You take Go to the minors. Right. You'll always look better in the minors. Yeah. I mean, you have a chance to... Well, re- unless you're Chris Tillman. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I guess, he would probably suck in the minors. And I guess the fear is, if Chris Tillman thinks he sucks, he's like, I might as well suck making all this money no. and staying in nice hotels. Right. As opposed to sucking and... Right. Do the minor hotels. leagues suck that bad? Like, if I was Chris Davis, I would go to Buck and say, I, I don't know what's going on. Let me just go to Norfolk for a couple weeks. Yeah. Or, you know what? And, and it's a really... It's going to be a problem the next four years. What four and a half years, four and three quarters years? What to do with Chris Davis? Yeah, here's what I would. You know what I would do with Chris Davis? Murder. He I would is, say, <laughs> say, ask him to go pick you up some groceries down in Essex. Take a ride on the light rail. <laughs> Again, boys, too soon. Too soon. And if you think a light rail would stop Chris Davis, you're right. 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 There's a better chance the light rail splits. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> light rail got halved. <laughs> So here's what I would do with Chris Davis. I, I would say, listen, Chris, you're not very good at baseball anymore. I will, I will platoon you, and I will play you only against bad righties who you match up well against. So you'll play maybe 
two times on a good week, three times a week. Mm. Two or three times a week. That's all you're playing. Right. Other than that, Pedro Alvarez, Trey Mancini, Mark Trumbo, they're, they're playing first base. You'll play twice a week. Or, or Chris Davis, you can go to Norfolk if you want. It's we'll gorgeous there this time of year. It's nice weather. You can tell, go to the Eastern Shore of Delmarva, spend every weekend at, at the beach if you want. Uh, but, but take a trip to the Mariners, play every day, and if you go. start playing well, learn how to hit. We'll make teams shift on you. Do they shift in the minors? We'll say when you're playing Chris Davis, you have to shift so right. you can learn to sh- hit against the For, Forget the minors. Go down to Sarasota. Spend some time down at ex- Extended Spring. It's even more gorgeous down there. Hey, go down there. You, we don't even need a baseball team about you. You just put the ball on the tee and hit balls opposite as much as you can. Yeah. And when you can hit every ball off that tee to the opposite field and you can bunt properly, we'll give you a shot. Because, I even know a guy who has a tee. I mean, but... <laughs> Because that's the problem. <laughs> the problem is he couldn't find a T. But but seriously, because because this is going to be this is a problem now. Can you imagine two years from now yeah. when Chris Davis is thirty four years old? Well, we're, we're, we're what are we two years into this? I feel like every off season that we're hearing the same crap of Chris Davis finally figured it out, and then he comes back and he's worse than the year before. Yeah, I mean, this is who he is, and this is probably like I said before, thirty two. This is probably be the, the the best he's going to be. Yeah, and you're not going to cut him, make a twenty five million a year. So what How? do you do with Chris Davis? I think for starters. You, you you never, I would never, and I know uh, Buck Schultz has been benching him more, which I appreciate, but I would never let Chris Davis bat against a lefty, first of all. I don't care if you're playing three straight lefties. I would never let him play against a lefty. Does does Chris Davis's contract say that he needs to play first base? Because no. I would make him the usher of a different section every game. He's like a surprise player usher. <laughs> I remember him being quoted as something like once he got right. that contract. I'm not playing the outfield anymore. You're never going to see him pitch again either. Right. <laughs> Apparently, you're never going to see him play first base or bat again. Yeah, I mean, this is, and this is. What's, what's worse, the downfall of Chris Davis and the contract or the downfall of Joe Flacco after the contract? I don't know. I know, I know you love making that comparison. I don't know if I've ever made that comparison before. Really? Shut up. Yeah, I feel like you made that comparison every, every episode. No. No, because I'm, I'm normally a Chris Davis lover. I, I normally don't bash Chris Davis. I'm a lover, not a fighter. He came on the show. He's a friend of the show. That's right, he is. He wouldn't turn his wipers off, but he still came on the show. <laughs> and I, because of that, I will always love Chris Davis. Yeah, I will, too. I just wish he would hit the ball more. Put the ball in play more and uh, hit more dong. Contribute. Right, I agree. More dongs Contribute, for Davis. Contribute, don't take away. Yeah, I mean... Uh, this is, and this will be and every and every time every time and it's the frustrating too because every time he has a two hit game I got to get a text from Josh saying Chris Davis hit two hits he's coming out of it <laughs> I did text you that this you week might, you must never hear from him yeah <laughs> that's yeah, a, it's, it's still like 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 once every two weeks Chris Davis will have a two hit game and Josh will text me uh, two, two hits coming out of it yeah and then I got a text from Matt what I was sleeping yeah. uh, so I I just it's going to be really interesting what to do about Chris Davis if he continues because he is. I think last time I saw he had a negative .08 war. Uh, so a replacement level player by definition would be better than Chris Davis. Yes. So he is literally hurting your team. Yes. Literally. Someone could come up from the minors and be an upgrade over Chris Davis. So with that in mind, how, how much time do you give him? Because this is not just like he's been bad. If you look at his stats for, the, let's say, the whole year. the last I got, it, I got it up right now. The last year, Chris Davis is batting 195 over the last year. So, I'm sorry, 193 over the last year with just 24 home runs. That's, that, it's hurting the team. So, at what yes. point do you say, Chris Davis, you're playing once a week? Because you're not going to cut him. Chris Davis is playing twice a week. 
Or what point do you say? I mean, Chris Davis knows he's hurting the team. It's not like it's a surprise that you're going to go to him and say, hey, you suck. And he's like, what? No, I'm really good. What are you talking about? Right, but, 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 but what do you do about it? You told, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I, I always go back to that conversation we had with DJ Stewart where he said, they want me to be more aggressive. They want me to swing away. And I think of Chris Davis on that and how it's like, that's not what I want from you. I want you to be a slap hitter. I want you to choke up on the bat. I don't need, I don't need dongs from you all the time. Your computer doing all right? That's you, Bert. Oh, my bad. I don't <laughs> know why. It's not... Bert's computer's talking, and he's looking at everyone else's computer. Uh... I mean, I, I don't care. I don't care. I don't care anymore about the Chris Davis talk, about him bunting, about him slapping. I just want him to be good or to get off my team or stop playing every day. So... Right. I don't know. I mean, I think going forward, if you want to be a competitive team, you can't have a first baseman in the negative war. You got to figure out something with Chris Davis. Yes. Uh, and I don't. I don't know what the answer is. But if this continues, you got it. You got it. You got. You have to address it. It's like I feel, I feel like it's a big elephant in the room that everyone knows, but no one wants to. Every, do it. Right. Everyone's talking about it except for in the clubhouse, and they're talking about it. But Buck's not the type of guy who's going to come out very often, and I mean, and. Speak out about a negatively about a player. I want, I want to ask you guys this question: If he continues to play, if he the past year, past year of baseball, he's bad one ninety three. If he continues to bat one ninety three, and let's say hit yeah. fifteen home runs a year, fifteen home runs batting one ninety three, is he starting next year? Is he starting the year after? Is he starting in in twenty twenty one? At at some point, you have to go to Chris. And say, um, when are we going to talk about? When are we going to have your retirement announcement? When are we going to let you go out on your terms with this whole retirement before we have to just bench you? You've got to have that conversation at some point if you don't improve. When? I don't know. Yeah. When you have, it's a lot of money. I would, I would say, a lot of money on the table. Right. I would say when you have another first baseman coming up. But you've got three first basemen on the team right now. And what's happening is Trey Mancini could easily slide to first base. And we've got outfielders coming up that would better move there. Outfielders who are better defensively than yes. Trey Mancini. So in some ways, defensively, overall, your team would be upgraded by moving Trey Mancini to first and putting in an Austin Hayes or a DJ Stewart in, into that corner alpha p- position. And so that would ultimately help the team. So again, with that in mind, how long? Do we watch Chris Davis play first base every day? I mean, I, and I know he's in a contract. We talked about to 2022. It might have to do with how long uh, Buck Showalter's the manager. Or, and well, I, and I don't know, at what point. He's the owner. Right. He's, he's, not, he's not going anywhere. Right. We know that Peter Angelo stepped in with, to keep Davis. So you, you wonder at what point <laughs> how much of that is on the owner yeah. as well. But the money, has al- it's guaranteed. The money's already spent. Whether Chris right. Davis plays every game for this year or whether Chris Davis is not playing another game for the Orioles. Right. The money's and, been spent. And the other players who would fill those holes are already on your team. So it's not like you have to spend more money. Yeah. You have to pay a guy from the minors minimum wage to come up and, and do that. And well, Right. And right now you really want it because you would just move record and gentry guys who are – you'd just take a bench – you'd bring up one more bench guy. Right. Unless you make or Davis – your Davis your bench guy, which would be a nightmare. Yeah. So – um, but again, I guess because the potential's still there and because so much money's still in the books, it's easier to say that because it's not my money. But if the goal is to win, and Chris Davis does not give you the best opportunity to win, and you think about next year he won't, the year after he won't, at some point you got to say, okay, Chris Davis is not going to not give a chance to win. 
We got to move on. It's Thankfully, hard. when the Orioles suck, Chris Davis gets a pass because we don't need to make the decision. If we were good right now, like if we were just over 500 and Chris Davis was having this kind of year, I'd be like, guys, we need to win this year. Do something about Chris Davis. Yeah. But now that we suck, I'm okay watching Chris right. Davis suck. I feel like I was trying to think about like the last time we as Oriole fans had to have that conversation. And it was Cal Ripken. And Cal Ripken was the type of guy that by that point he had done so much for this city that you weren't going to – it was all on his own terms. And the team sucked. So it didn't matter. Was Ripken the highest paid player on the team the years he was sucking? I don't know, but he was, he was you know, that guy who, who – and what they did is they eventually went to him and moved him to third base. And they had to take that shortstop away from him as he got older. I don't understand. But, you compare, last time I compared – who did I compare it to Dwayne Wade? And Josh just jumped right into Michael Jordan comparisons. Now we're talking about Chris no, Davis, and Josh jumped right into the Cal give, Ripken. Give me, <laughs> a, give me another comparison on the Orioles. Here's the first thing that popped in my head. Who? Abado Jimenez. A guy who was sucking, That's not make, a, makes a ton of money, and is only on the team still. Yeah. Because he makes, and we moved even to, to the bullpen, because we're like, you sucks too much to be a starter, but we're paying you all this money, so just go to the bullpen. Right, right. I, yeah, I, I can I see that a little bit. Um. I, I think the yeah, I mean the difference is what you mentioned Joe, Joe Flacco. The thing about Joe Flacco is though you're not stuck with him for 100 years because right. you know, money's not guaranteed. Right. Um, but the other thing about baseball is there's no salary cap, so it's not like we're being prevented from kind of spending our way out of this bad move. But of course we are in kind of other ways. Yep. Whew, Chris Davis talk. I just I think <laughs> I just feel like we never really talk about Chris Davis. We just talk about how how like we complain that he hasn't adjusted and we complain that he says he's going to get better but he doesn't but we never really talk about this is who he is and now that this is who he is and we kind of know it what are we going to do about it are we just going to sit here and watch him suck for the next five years is that seriously what we're going to do i guess maybe do i have to watch chris davis for five more years be like this <laughs> is that what i signed up for i don't know i think i don't know uh, if the Orioles start winning and i have to watch chris davis still suck i want them to do something now i'm okay with it because the Orioles suck but right. don't, don't text me when he gets two hits. Text me when he's hitting over 220. Or That's two, when you text can me. Can I text you for two dongs? Two dongs, fine. <laughs> two dongs are hitting over twenty or hitting over 220. You text me then. That's the bar. All right, All right. 220. That's the bar. Two, can Chris Davis get to 220? 220. Is that too high of a bar? Is that being too, yeah, uh, is that asking too much? That says a lot right there. I think he's going to do it. 220. No reason to believe. Because well, that, that's the year 2016. Where he, had, he hit 220, he had 38 home runs in 2016. Like, I would take that at this point. Give me the 220 with, 30, with 38 home runs. I'll take it at that point. Because this year, 170. Shoo. Four, shoo. Four dongs. Just, come on. It's, you're terrible. You're terrible. Oh. All right, boys. Uh, Josh, you want to do predictions for next week? Yeah. Yeah. I was looking. There's only five games this week. Oh, wow. So uh, five games. Five games. Until the today, next time we record. Yeah, because yeah. today's we an off. On Monday again? No. Oh. No. Today's an off day. There's a. We, have, we play two games against Philly. Then There's we ha- then we have an off day on Thursday. No, we don't. Uh oh! Fight, fight! It's fight. four games in Boston. Is it, a, is it is Thursday a makeup game? I don't know, but it's according to this. There's four games in Boston Thursday through Sunday. We must have gotten rained out. All right, cool. Josh is using the magnet. I'm using the magnet from opening day. This giveaway is crap. It's wrong. uh... (laughs) Yes, we did get a rain out on April 16th in Boston, so it's a makeup. All right. Okay, so we got six games. Four, two. So, all right. So, two at home against Philly, and then we go to Boston for four games. Yeah. 
We we, we mm. don't know our starter for Wednesday. We do know David Hess would making the start for uh I think it's Sunday uh, against uh Boston. One of the Boston right. games, David. Right, Boston start. will take one of those. Yeah. yeah. Phillies five games over five hundred, one and a half games behind Atlanta for first place. Right. But again they're in the national league. They've and, won seven of their last ten. And how many of those were against the Marlins? Yeah, they're they're in what we call the triple A. Right. You you already got to downgrade them slightly for the National League. Then you see they're in the NL East. Then you really got to yeah. step them if, back. If you check out the ESPN Pet Power Rankings, they just have every American League team and then, as the top and then, teams in the And then the rankings. Nationals. And then they work out the whole, right. the whole National League thing. The, uh, the Phillies have, uh, who's this guy? Nick Pavetta starting on Tuesdays, righty. Okay. All right, we are at four fifteen, and on Wednesday it is uh, Velasquez with uh, five oh five ERA. All right, I got this. I'm going. I'm going positive. I'm going four and two for this week, which would get them up to seventeen and thirty. Wow. I'm going four and two. Four and two. You take two from Philly. You take two from Boston. That's where I'm going. I think it's, I think it's a reasonable ask. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going crazy. I'm not letting this week overwhelm me. But I'm saying if this team is back to what we expected from them, this is kind of what I would expect from them: is win a series, split a series. Yeah, I'm going to go two and four. Um, oh, you're going even negative. If, even if they get these two from the Phillies, which I don't think they will, they'll they'll they could get two from Philly, but then get swept in Boston. Or the more likely scenario is they'll get one and split with Philly. And then take one in Boston, and that'll be that. So I'm going to go two and four. Hmm. Uh, can you guys tell me is Dylan Bundy is he going to be good or bad? What what Dylan Bundy is <laughs> right. come out? He he'll be he, pitching in Boston, uh, right. right? Yeah, I mean he looked good he's yesterday. The city, uh, Dylan Bundy or the Tampa Bay? He's going to be bad, right? In Boston. Uh, and if you look at this, if we play well after this, just looking at the schedule, then we got four against the White Sox, three against the Rays. We could really clean up. Next thing you know, bada bing, bada boom. We're in first place in the NL East. I'm just saying. I'm not saying all that, but I'm saying after this, hey, we got four did you say White in, Sox. Did you say in the NL East? In the AL East. Maybe we could get first place in the NL East. Yeah, the White Sox, Tampa Bay, two, two bad teams. Uh, no, I'll say um, you did four and two, two and four. I'll go three and three. I'll, I'll call it a split. I think we'll, we'll, right. we'll again. We'll split with the Phillies, and then we'll split with the Red Sox. Three and three? All right, so we each have right. something different. But at this point, the past week was good. But we're still where we were a week ago. Right. We're not going to be overly excited yet. It was, it was fun to watch them offense, though. Right. I tell you what. If, right. If the Orioles can pull out another, uh, whatever, 5-1 and one or something crazy, then that's when I'm going to start playing this next week. That's when I'm going to start getting excited. If they, can, if they can hammer up on Boston. But I'm not expecting it. Yeah. And I appreciate they made all the nerds happy because the nerds always talk about the run differential, overall run differential. Right, right. So, so that beating up seventeen to one is going to help that run differential. Yeah, that the nerds love. That's really the best team. It's the best team with the run differential, not wins and losses. They're not as important. All right, boys and girls. Hey, I want to. Uh, yeah, we got a, we got a coconut shout out. I'm going to give right now. Oh, nice, cool. Coconut shout out to Joy, a real good coconut. Who bought her night at the yard tickets during tonight's show? Hey, there you go. Oh, nice. And you a, buy it during the show, movie. you get a shout out. Yeah, buy, don't buy it during the show, you get a shout out. Yeah, I'm guessing, I don't know if this is true, but I'm guessing the same time I tuned out when Josh said, This is what they should do. That, that was the chance that to go by. That was probably when she bought them. 
And I, I should have went on and bought mine, too, during, during that part. Uh, so you're saying we need a little commercial break in the middle there. Where Maybe na- next week we'll have a little commercial break in the middle so that you can go buy your tickets. Yeah, play some elevator mu- music and uh, let people go buy their tickets. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I'm excited about the Hawaiian shirt. I didn't get a, you guys. Did you guys ever get the Hawaiian no. shirt? No, I didn't get one. Oh, well, that reminds me. I'd like a Darren O'Day bobblehead. If anyone has an extra that they're trying like to get Star rid of, Day? I would like one for my bobblehead collection. Okay. I don't like Star Wars, but I do like Darren O'Day. Okay. Um, so you can tweet at Josh, uh, at Josh Roke if you, if you got a bobblehead. I'll yes. take any bobblehead you have because once Manny Machado's gone, I got a whole shelf of Manny memorabilia that needs to go away. I've got a new office. That's opening up in like two weeks, and it, right now it is a plain white box. So I got to decide if I'm going to take some of the gear out of this studio to uh, to decorate my box. I have one bobblehead on my desk at work. Do you know who it's bobblehead? Buck Showalter. No, Sammy Sosa. <laughs> Sammy Sosa. Yeah, Sammy Sosa. Because I want a bobblehead there, but I don't trust my students to not knock off the table or break it or something. Sure, sure. Black or white? So. It's 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 uh, pre white Sammy Sosa. Yeah. <laughs> what about 2004, right. I would love a nowadays Sammy Sosa bobblehead in like the cowboy gear. <laughs> I would love that as a bobblehead. Yeah. I, can, can we? I know a lot of podcasts in us are like us, and we sell shirts. Can we be the first podcast to sell bobbleheads of other people? Yeah, there's some bobbleheads I would like, like to see. Like, we don't need to get that. the rights if we just kind of make them look sort of like Sammy Sosa, <laughs> right? I'll, if we can say that's another white guy with a cowboy hat. We call him Sammy Sorta. Right, exactly. <laughs> I would like to do a Gary Thorne bobblehead. Yes. I would like to do a Larry Bigby Eastern Shore Zone. Larry Bigby, see you at the jetty bobblehead. But, right. Or I, I have a Norm Lewis bobblehead. <laughs> How random is that? They gave Rex Barney bobbleheads away a, a while ago. Yeah. So I could see a Gary Thorne bobblehead. Yeah. What would yours, would it be a talking bobblehead? It's got to be a talking bobblehead at that point. I actually would prefer, actually, now that I think about it, a Fred Manfred uh, bobblehead. Because he has the mustache and he has he just giggles a lot. So He's got to look. Just have him giggle. Uh, I would like that from Fred Manfred. Fred Manfred. Yeah. Fra. Fra. All right, boys and girls, you can uh, follow us on uh, on Twitter at Section Three Three Six Show. Same thing at Instagram. You can also find find us on Facebook and like us. Uh, more, more blogs being posted up at Section Three Thirty Six dot com. Yeah, including the minor league blog. So, so check that out from our minor league player. Willie um, Willie Yan. Willie Yan. And uh Coconut Jamie Severt wrote another post this week. Nice. Oh, nice. Uh you can also write us a review on iTunes. We appreciate five star ratings. We even appreciate four star ratings. And we like your comments. Leave a comment on iTunes. We'll read it on there on the uh, show. Yeah. All right, boys and girls, you can follow me on Twitter at section three three six. You can follow Bert on Twitter. At Bert Rody. You can follow Josh on Twitter. At Josh Soroka. Thanks for listening, boys and girls. And as always, go O's. Thank you for listening to the Section 336 podcast. Please go to iTunes and Facebook for all complaints or the occasional compliment. If I were you, I would not take any baseball advice from these guys. Josh and Matt were raised by an Orioles-obsessed father, and Bert, uh, well, Bert fell in love with Don Mattingly. He has a thing for mustaches.